Good morning, sleepyhead. Come on, time to get up. <coughs> no, no, just five more minutes. Okay, come on, talking alarm clock here. Wake up. No, come on, leave me alone. Hey, come on, buddy, get out of bed. Don't you have a snooze button or something? Hey, get out of bed. Shut up, leave me alone. Hey, get out of bed, come on. Hey, no, you ask him, you, what? you will get up, boy. Oh, you're getting up. That's it. Where are you going? Oh, you're toast. Come on, come on, come here. Hey, it worked. I'm awake. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com. Another week in Evergreen Park brings you another episode of the EP Podcast. 30 minutes jam-packed all about the EP. We've got a lot going on in this episode. Hannah's going to be along in just a little bit to talk Hannah's history, brand new segment she's doing about the history of Evergreen Park. The principal of Evergreen Park High School comes to my office today. Donna Bailey stopping by telling you what's going on at the EP library. More places for you to go and bring the kids and check out Halloween displays right in Evergreen Park. And that woman we mentioned who's got the banana in a coffin on her front lawn year-round, she's on the show. Hey, we take everybody from the EP on the EP podcast. Hey, and don't forget, if you're just getting in the car and it's Monday morning, 95th Street, you can't get all the way through between Kedzie and Western. CSX has the train tracks blocked at Rockwell. It's going to be two weeks. Find another way. More info on what's going on around the EP also coming up. But before we get to any of that, my childhood baseball hero was Ron Kittle. I was a White Sox fan. He was a White Sox player. I had big giant Coke bottle glasses. He pretty much had the same things on his face. You would have thought he could have afforded a more stylish pair. He even took pictures weird like I did. Like, he's trying to smile, but they take the picture before he finishes the smile. All of his baseball cards pretty much look like that. But when I get a chance to talk to him on a podcast, I'm taking it. Ryan Kittle on the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, you could have picked somebody else, I'm telling you, but... Uh... There weren't many people that wore glasses, I can tell you that. No, there weren't. Well, I think one of the other things that was always that always got me excited, I mean, I'm a kid, okay? I think chicks and kids dig the long ball. You hit <laughs> so many rooftop shots. I actually was at a game where you hit a rooftop shot, I remember as a child. I distinctly remember it because I remember my dad going, that got on the roof. I mean, it was, and it was just astounding to me that somebody could do that in, in old Comiskey Park you hit so many of them. You actually hit the last one, too, in the ballpark. I was looking at your rooftop uh, shots today. I, I thought of, like, I was like, oh, I want to ask him about this. There are guys who hit rooftop shots. Uh, I found this guide on it in, in Old Comiskey. They have names like Ruth, Gehrig, Williams, Fox, Mantle, and you hit multiple ones, including the last one, which was, like, on a freezing cold night in 91 that Tom Pachorik said the most tremendous hit he's ever seen in that ballpark. What, how did you do this? You, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, had, I finished with seven as a career. Uh, when I signed with the White Sox out of a trial camp, I hit one on the roof off Bruce Del Canton, the pitching coach, you know, and everybody kind of just stopped. And it, it was kind of a little uh, a spectacle, young, young, strong kid, great damn long hair, uh, trying out for the White Sox. That was 1978. And I just come back from a broken neck. So, you know, I wasn't thinking about, hit the ball on the roof or hit it, just hit it hard and it'll go someplace. But, uh, you know, I remember that last one, uh, 
it was it couldn't have been any colder. About twenty eight degrees. The wind was blowing in. I think there was only one or two fly balls to the outfield the entire ball game. And this one is a line drive up on the roof, and uh, you, you know everybody was kind of shocked. It was more quiet than anything because they were surprised. And uh, I just trotted the bases. It, it wasn't planned. I just tried to hit it hard, and uh, that's where it wound up at. You just get up there and try to hit the ball hard. There's a guy right now on this White Sox team who says, "I just get up there and try to hit the ball hard," and he's got quite a cult following as well by the name of Daniel Pelka. Is he must see television for you, or or do you have other guys on this current roster that you're like? I, I really enjoy watching them. I'm curious about what's going to happen in their career. You know, uh, Polka's swing. I mean, he's a beast. I mean, uh, he looks like Danny Pasqua. Uh, built like him, swings like him a little bit, just as strong. You know, nobody in the league really knows who he is, so they're challenging him. And now he's beating the ball up and hitting some home runs. Uh, you know, the times have changed from my era to, to current now because back then when Greg Lazinski would hit a home run, I was the next hitter. I'd get drilled in the side or in the hip. You know, you can't even throw at guys nowadays. If you do, you're paying fine $10,000 and getting kicked out of the game. So, you know, you have a lot more free swings now playing than you did back in the 80s and the early 90s. This game slows down now with all of these crazy, like, really close slow motion plays. Like, a guy hits the bag, pops off the bag for half a second in his slide, and it's only visible with this camera and he can be called out on a replay. You've got to have a thought on that. Well, you know, I tell you, you want the right answer. You want the right call. So I don't mind the replay. Uh, matter of fact, uh, it, it, it's, I think it's kind of good. It's just a long waiting process to do that. But, you know, things are accomplished in every sport by the human error. So sometimes the umpires or the referees or whatever it may be, uh, that mistake, will cost the team a game, but that's what life is about. You're at home plate. You know, if you bat four times in a game and you swing at the first pitch, your whole day is over with in about 15, 20 seconds. So, you know, but the cameras, I mean, you can't do anything. I mean, you can't even cuss. There's microphones in the dugouts and the stands. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun. Uh, you know what? It's television. It's radio. It's live. And uh, people want to know all the little things about the game instead of just going out there and, uh, you know, playing it and watching it and enjoying the sport. But I guarantee you there's a lot of people refrain from cursing a lot on the, on the field because the microphones are so close. Well, Ron Kittle, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It was a, it was a blast for us. Well, it's my pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to uh, shoot the breeze, you can give me a shout and uh, we'll get this thing taken care of. And, and if I'm in your neighborhood, I just might stop by. That would be, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know what I would do with myself. I would... Be very excited. I, 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 thanks. Now, now I've run out of things to say, Ron. You've made my day. <laughs> We're going to get off the phone. I'm going to just skip throughout the house. Ron Kittle might show up in my house. Like every time the doorbell well, rings now, I'm going to be like, kids, that could be Ron Kittle. That could be Ron Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is on the line. She is an Evergreen Park resident. She also had the most interesting Halloween display up for like the summer I, we put a picture of it up in, in on Instagram it was a a coffin with a giant banana suit inside of it is that is that what it was Jen 
Yeah, it's an inflatable banana. Inflatable banana. So this isn't like one where like you go to Lollapalooza, you see the guy walk around wearing a banana. No, it's it's like an inflatable banana, like you could use in a pool or something. But I put it in my uh, coffin. First of all, is it a real coffin? Yes, it's an actual coffin. How do you go about acquiring your own coffin? I'm sort of a Wednesday Adams. Like I have a lot of taxidermy and skulls and dead things in my house. And uh, my ex-boyfriend was a funeral director, and he's like, hey, I can get a coffin. So I got a coffin. It just kind of went with everything else that goes on in my life. What block are you on right now? You're in Evergreen Park. Yeah, the 2700 block of uh, 90th Place. 2700 block of 90th Place in Evergreen Park. Right. And you have a coffin that sits on the front lawn. Why the coffin and the banana? Well, it was just a coffin for a while, but then my, uh, my neighbor started complaining about it. Um, and I got a little bit annoyed with the complaints, so I put a banana in it just to kind of annoy them more. So you, you were you were like, whoa, 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 whoa! I should be able to put a coffin on my front lawn, you know, on a of Tuesday course. without being harassed. And they were like, this is really weird, the coffin on the front lawn. So your response was, banana in the coffin now. Yes, let's just get weirder. <laughs> Why in the first place, though? Like, why the coffin in the first place? Was it? Is it like? Do you see it as like a decoration for your house, or why? Why do yeah, it? Yeah, no. Like, I had it like, um, it, just in my yard, and then my um, my friends were um, my friends used it for their Halloween display, and I took it back home, and uh, I didn't really have a place to put it, so I just put it in my yard, and then I put it up for my uh, Christmas display, which also caused a bit of a stir, and then I just left it up year round, and people. Were, not happy with it, I guess. How do you use a coffin in a Christmas display? Um, I put Santa Claus in it. You put Santa in it? Well, I can see that. I mean, I, I, I mean, come on. I, I can see that. I mean, the kids are walking around going, why is Santa in the coffin? I mean, that'd be, <laughs> yeah. be a little weird. I mean, I think my, my 10-year-old would be like, that's hysterical. And I think my three-year-old would like be like traumatized by it. So I, I, I guess I, I guess I can see that one, but it's Halloween season now. So are you doing up the lawn, like all Halloween stuff, or is it just going to be the coffin? Yeah, I'm going to put some Halloween stuff up this week, but I, I think I might take the coffin down just to perplex everybody. <laughs> Coffins for everything else except for Halloween? Yes. Jen, Jen I, think you just, no I think you just made my top 10 list of craziest and also my top 10 list of favorite Evergreen Park residents. <laughs> just wait till Christmas. That's, that's just creepy and weird and strange. If you're looking for weird, strange, creepy things to go look at for this Halloween season, we put out a call last week on the show. Hey, tell us what's going on in Evergreen Park. Where are the Halloween displays? We even offered prizes if you called in or at least found us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the EP podcast, on Twitter at the EP pod, on Instagram, the EP pod. Patty got some free stuff. She not only told us that there's some really cool stuff on Francisco between 97th and 98th that you can check out, but you can swing right past her display, and she says it's not going to disappoint. She's over at 2842 West 97th place. Just drive on by. Bring the kitties. For volunteering cool places to check out Halloween decor in Evergreen Park, we're giving her 20 bucks from Cravings over on 99th and Kedzie. That used to be the Baskin Robbins over on 99th and Kedzie. Now it's Cravings. So not only do you get ice cream, but they've got food in there. They've got beef sandwiches and hot dogs and fries and chicken strips and ice cream. A $20 gift card to Cravings going to Patty for helping us out. You want some free stuff? It's not hard. We prefer that you give us a call. 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. There'll be one more show before actual Halloween. Give us a good spot. 
you'll get something good. Once again, we are joined by our good friend from the Evergreen Park Library. I love how she walks down here each and every week to sit down at my nine-foot homemade oak bar and tell me what's going on at the EP Library. Donna Bailey with what's going on at the EP Library. Hi, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me back. Always. Oh, my, it's my pleasure to come. One of the things that I, I want to talk about first off is kids and teens who read four hours in the month of October get a chance at prizes. They'll get a prize bag. So come in, get your logs, and get reading. So it's a lot of fun. There's a, We have a lot of new halloween theme books, and there's just lots to take a look at. How scary does the, does the uh, library get? Like, do you, do you guys put up, like... Some really uh, spooky decorations. Is no. everything that fun, happy-go-lucky thing in the teen room? Is there blood on the walls? Like, what are we looking at here when we get over to the library for Halloween? Um, they, the teens, they have the brain to do whatever they're doing. Uh, they're, it's more creative than it is scary. Okay. Um, that, I think the, the, there's really not anything scary. And, and I do invite everyone to come into the, into the library for Halloween for trick-or-treating. Some of us will be dressed up, some of us won't. Oh, so on Halloween, there's trick-or-treating? Yeah. What kind of candy are you handing out? Uh, little bits. Little bits? Yeah. We Come on, you're we... the Evergreen Park Library. I want full candy bars. Uh, sorry. Come on! The it's... taxpayers of Evergreen Park would not be happy if we're handing out full-size candy I'm a taxpayer of Evergreen Park. I want a full candy bar. You can make, make a donation. Look, how much money are you bringing in in library fines? Let's turn these things into some uh, some giant Hershey bars or something like that. We turn those Double into buying, bars. buying more books and movies. Oh, and that's programs. crazy. You should be spending more on candy. No, I'm just kidding with you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> on Wednesday the 24th, this is one of those days that you're going to want to be sitting out in the parking lot on the bleachers because we have two programs going on. One is Oktoberfest with Chef Keith. He's a regular. Oh, my ears perked up. You know me. Yes. You said Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Is there going to be beer? I was just going to say, no, there's not going what to be beer. What the heck? There's no beer? No, it's cooking. It's a cooking program. He's going to, I believe, be cooking bratwurst. What I consider Oktoberfest food right, is, right. is bratwurst, right. sauerkraut, right. maybe some right. gnocchi, you know, and a, a nice big batch of something hot and steamy and good. So all this sounds wonderful, but there won't be an Oktoberfest beer for me to drink? Adam? No, there will not. This is a food program. Why he do does, you hurt me so? He does a food beer program food. once a Can month. Can I bring a cooler? No. No? No. That's, okay, that's, that's fine. fine. That's okay. fine. Oktoberfest but, with food. Okay, and then also on the 24th at 6.30, it's zombie night. Come in dressed as a zombie. This is for the kids. Or in your Halloween costume, and have we'll have games, snacks, and all kinds of fun. It's for grades five and under. For five and under? Yes. Zombies? Grade five and under. Grade yes. five and under. Grade five and under. Grade five and under for the zombies. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. These are not going to be like Walking Dead zombies, are they? No. No. Okay. No, they are not going to be. Okay. So then, these won't be like ultra scary, realistic zombies. No. Like the ones that'll be taking over one day. It's not going to be them. No, there may be some that have some of the lipstick on the face, like I'm the okay blood. with that. Right, yeah. right. Okay. That's fine. There's nothing okay. going to be too too yeah. brutal. Yeah. These kids will not have nightmares. Are you because prepared of this. for the zombie apocalypse? Um, no, it's not going to happen. Well, you're going to have to get prepared. Okay, then on Thursday, the 25th at 6:30, we have Forgotten Chicago. Everybody knows about the music scene in Chicago. It's so diverse, and there's so much of music history that's that's based here. But did you know that Chicago also has a musical instrument history? The things from the Hammond organ to Ludwig drums and Kim, Kimball pianos were made right here in the city in the suburbs. So this could be a great story, a great program, showing the, the background and the history of musical instruments in Chicago and how it affected the development of music throughout the world. Cool. Okay, then on the 26th, we're going to be showing as part of our Halloween movie spectacular for the teens at 315, Paranorman. I've not seen that movie, but... It sounds interesting. 
We will provide snacks, or you could bring your own. Again, this is for teens and kids. Do we have an adult one yet coming up here? I mean, coming, as we're, as we're close to a... All right. Now, let's get ready for the Teens Mini Horror Film Festival and Horror Lit Slap. Okay. Starting after hours on Friday the 26th at 6.30, watch A Quiet Place, which I have heard is I saw the that. scariest it was movie ever. I saw it. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, my wife is one of those people that's desensitized by everything in life. Mm-hmm. So she sat there and she was like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> I was like, that was scary. Eh. Same thing with like the movie It. Like I was like that that movie oh my freaks gosh. me out. She's like, I didn't think it was that scary. I thought it was kind of dumb. Like she's just desensitized to everything. I don't know what she saw in the backwoods of West Virginia, but clearly there were scarier things than killer clowns and what happens in a quiet place. Because she is not worried about anything, anything. like well, that. She's not frightened her. at all. But yes, good movie. It'll make you jump several times. Okay, so that's the starter. That's going to be a Friday on the 26th after the library's closed at 6.30, so you have the free reign of the area. Then on Saturday, starting at 12 o'clock, we're going to be running Insidious, and then right after that, 3 o'clock, The Grudge. Now, at the end of it, there's going to be a horror book swap. So all the teens bring in a book, and you swap them out. And for every teen that watches one of the movies, you'll get a raffle ticket. And at the end, you put in the raffle, you win a great prize. Snacks are going to be provided. So the more you scare yourself, the more of a chance that you win this great prize. That's exactly right. Then we're going to close out the month with two events the following week. It's going to be bring it, come in and bring your own snack. We're going to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas on Monday, the 29th at 6 o'clock. And before you even ask, there will be no beer or wine served or allowed. Why would I bring beer to a Nightmare Before Christmas? I mean, it sounds like a really good idea. Maybe I should do that next time. But I mean, why would I do that? I'm getting to know you, Chris. (laughs) And then on the 30th at 6 o'clock, come here, Karen Briano. She's the owner of Jack Dent's company. And I didn't really know this about him. He was a uh, wallpaper and mural artist from Chicago. And he made a big impact on the fashion industry and on the art world. And he's a neighborhood guy. And then again, come in on Halloween to trick or treat, and uh-huh. we'll give you a little piece of candy. When's your next drinking event? Um, like I said, there's rumors there's going to be a sip and sample in February, but that's not confirmed yet. Okay, well, you keep me apprised of all that stuff. I will let stuff. you know. I mean, I'm sure I'll find another reason to go into the library and get your tiny little pieces of candy. But other than that, yes. It's the middle of the show song. It's the middle of the show song. It's the middle of the show song, it's the middle of the show song Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song It's the middle of the show song Bill Sanderson is the principal and also assistant superintendent over at Evergreen Park Community High School And he recently had a phone conversation with my daughter who's in the 7th grade Audrey also hosts her own podcast by the way called Growing Up on a Podcast for Kids by Kids I don't get it at all, they talk about Fortnite like a lot But anyway, there was a shadow day this past Friday over at Evergreen Park High School. And while I'm out with my wife, like having dinner, my daughter calls me up and goes, I set myself up, I'm going to Shadow Day. And they're both down here right now to tell me all about it. And everything else that's going on over at the high school, especially with new kids thinking about where they're going to be going to high school in the next couple of years. Bill, you were probably shocked to talk to her on the phone, huh? You know, when I first got the phone call, I I wasn't sure, adult, young child, uh, (laughs) but it was an extremely mature voice that was very well read. And I was listening to it, my, my wife next to me, and my wife says, this is the sweetest thing I have ever heard in, in your 11 years of playing messages. And so when I called her back, I asked for Mr. and Mrs. Lanuti, and she says, well, this is Audrey. And I said, okay, I guess we're going to do business right now, me and you. Yeah. 
She pretty much runs yeah. things around here. Uh, Dan's she, in the yeah. basement doing podcasts at his bar, and this one run of the house. She was extremely mature, and and the fact that she was a seventh grader was very well spoken for herself. So be very proud of what you've done with your daughter. She was tremendous, uh, and it was a pleasure to host her today too. She knew what she wanted and uh, set it up on her own. Most of the parents usually call or email us on behalf of their child, so this was different, but it was great. That's awesome. So now, what was walkthrough day like, or shadow day? What was shadow day like? Well, for shadow day, we um, got to EP at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we were in the cafeteria, and they had pastries out for us, which was nice. We're bribing the kids. (laughs) You're bribing the kids. Well, we got to feed them. You know, I mean, like, I'm sitting there telling her, like, hey, 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 I want a healthy breakfast, and you're like, you're like, oh, here's here's some donuts. Give them sugar and keep them happy. (laughs) Yep. And then what happened? And then we went. And they give to... you a couple of soda pops? <laughs> no. Put on some movies? No. <laughs> we did have our recruitment video on it. That is true why they sat there, there and waited for us. There were some explosions yes. in the background? Yes. All right, okay. And then we went after they um, introduced us to our shadow companions. They let us go to their second, is it step? Second and third blocks. We, because blocks. we're a block scheduled. Um, a normal traditional schedule is seven or eight periods. Yeah, say periods. Yeah, right. So we have four blocks. And so you went and you did that. Yes, we went to the second block because first block was already over. Uh huh. And I went with um, Kylie, and we went to Woodshop, which is her second block, and I got to make a flag. Is there a lot to do at Evergreen Park High School? Like, I mean, is it is it a varied experience? Do the kids get a lot of different electives and things that they can go and, and kind of explore different things or are they kind of pigeonholed in? There are a lot of opportunities. Um, the nice thing is they get to pick their classes. There are obviously electives, uh, excuse me, core classes that they have to take. Um, but throughout the four years, they can take options such as woodshop, metals. Um, they can learn HVAC. They can go into the fine arts and take foreign language. Uh, they can go into our, probably one of our biggest elective areas is our music, uh, choir, and color guard. They pick their courses freshman year. Um, we kind of place them based on their scores and recommendations from their uh, grade school. Uh, and then we formulate a plan with the parents moving forward. I have to be the kind of parent that you as a recruiter, you like enjoy the challenge of somebody like me. I went to Catholic grammar school, and I went to Catholic high school. And I put my kids in in private school as well, but she's interested in going there. Am I the most difficult person that you deal with as somebody like me who's kind of had their kid on one path, and you're trying to convince me that this is like where you want, where I should send my kid for high school? You are actually typical for this community. We know that there's a lot of legacy and family tradition that's in this community. Um, our goal, again, is to get everybody... But I strongly believe that if, if you give me the opportunity to take you on a tour of the building and talk to you about our programs and our opportunities for an hour, I'm going to at least give you a tough choice. You may decide for a lot of reasons not to come to Evergreen Park, but it won't be because of the opportunities, because of the academics that your son or daughter would have. You have a bunch of things coming up. Uh, you do a placement test. Now, this is for the kids that are not going to Central, right? This is for the, these, this is for the kids that are going to a private school and you're trying to figure out where, where these kids will, will fall if they decide to go to Evergreen Park High School? Correct. So we offer a placement test. They have to take it in order to uh, enroll at Evergreen Park. So our central students take it right at their school. They are kind enough to let us administer their test during their eighth grade um, in October. But for our private school or non-central going students, we set up a, a special date, which this year 
will be on Saturday, November 17th from 9 till 12. Any student taking the test will have to prove residency, but it is a placement test that is free. As long as you live in Evergreen Park, you are already enrolled or already accepted. The difference now is, is what types of courses will you be taking? So that placement test is on Saturday, and it, it, this one is separate just for the private school or non-central going students. And then uh, there's fun stuff for you too, sweetheart. Did you see this? They got some, they got yes. some things going on here. We, we, we got, well, there's an open house for the 7th and 8th graders on uh, November 14th. That's going to be over there. There's an athletic activities fair from 6.30 to 7 o'clock in the large gym on that time. There's a tour going on at 7 o'clock. There's a pool day too, right? Didn't you say that, that they all right. get to go swimming? This year we've come up with a open gym and swim where we're going to have some organized events like three-on-three basketball, some, some weightlifting competitions, uh, wiffle ball, dodgeball. That is November 20th. Um, registration from 4.30 till 5. It's open to any, again, Evergreen Park, 7th or 8th grader. And from 5 to 7, we'll have pizza, we'll have some shirts, and we'll just have a lot of fun and just open the place up for kids to enjoy themselves and, again, get a, get an exposure to what they have the opportunity to go to uh, for their four years. Did you have any questions, sweetie? Um, I don't believe that. I no? Don't. You got them all answered? They just <laughs> yeah. give you pastries and you're ready. That's it? Just some pastries? <laughs> if you, did, no, you know what she told me? She's like, she's like the, the cookies are so good. And I'm like, what? She goes, it's a special cookie recipe. I'm like, it's a special cookie recipe. She goes, yeah. I'm like, I don't think that they've got a secret, like, copyrighted cookie. Right? <laughs> they don't have a trademarked cookie over there at Evergreen Park. You don't, do you? Well, we don't. The, the nice thing is. These are standard the, high school cookies, it's right? A, it's a standard high school okay. cookie. We are fortunate to have a pretty good food service. <laughs> um, and even for our kids today, we made sure that they, they ate what, what our typical student would eat during the week. Um, as far as the shadow day goes, we try and pencil in one large shadow day, but any student who's already, uh, again, in our community can shadow at any time just by reaching out to myself or a counseling department, give us 48 hours and we'll set it up. It won't be the same as today where we had over 30 students, um, but we will make it special for that individual student. We'll tailor it to them. We'll make sure that if they have a student that they want to be with, that will do our best to make sure that they'll follow their schedule. If somebody wants to do a shadow or learn more about Evergreen Park High School, how do they contact you? Easiest way to reach me directly is uh, Bill Sanderson at evergreenpark or B Sanderson at evergreenpark.org, or they can call me directly at 708 398 1233. Whatever time you call me, all those messages go to my cell phone. I will call you back that day, night, or weekend. Bill, thanks for coming down. I appreciate you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And again, your daughter was a pleasure to have today. So thank you very much. Used to keep it cool. Used to be a fool. All about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news. What you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Okay, so you guys want to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is start from scratch. There's lots of podcasts six of them now. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve podcasts that I'm doing a week. I come down here into the bar. I drink all day long and I do podcasts. My wife is like, you have a problem. I love your new and it's job, not the, Chris. it's not the drinking, it's the podcast. There's too many of them. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong, will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that right? You're gonna be a greasy Italian <laughs> tank.
Growing up on a podcast. Socks in the basement. Socks in the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We don't run the whole house down. The EP Boys Club 2019 baseball registration begins already this month. You can sign up or get information at epboysclub.com. It is now time for a new segment that we just tried out recently, and we're going to continue because you got such a response off of the first time you did this, to the point where people were sharing your picture of that ridiculous rooster that used to be here (laughs) in Evergreen Park on their Facebook pages, and then people were hunting. People are still looking for the rooster head. Bring me the head of the rooster. Someone thought they found it in Homer Glenn. I'll give out gift cards for that as well, huh? Someone thought they found it in Homer Glenn. If somebody but... finds the head of the rooster, <laughs> I may I may put a cash bounty on it soon. All right. For the head of the rooster, but it's got to be the legit head of the rooster. Yeah. I want legit head of the rooster. I'll put a uh, right. I'll put a fifty dollar cash bounty okay. on legit head of the rooster. If somebody can bring the legit head of the rooster that used to be over there on Kenzie that you mentioned the last time you did the segment, we're going to kick off right now, otherwise known as It's Time for Hannah's History, the history of Evergreen Park, Hannah. So I was looking around for for some history tidbits, and, you know, I'm I'm always looking for a story, and I'm looking for something kind of scary, spooky. We're getting up on Halloween. Evergreen Park has been around for forever. There's something creepy had to have happened here. And I find nothing. See, this is the problem because you're from New Orleans where everything is haunted. This is your time of year and it bothers you. It does bother me. Okay. So I kept looking. I said, okay, I can't find anything spooky. We'll get to that in a minute. But so Evergreen Park, been around for a while. I want to say the first farmers, you know, rolled up with their wagon in like 1828. Well, 1888, they built St. Mary's Cemetery. And of course, there's probably 10 people living out here at the time. Okay. So... And a lot of dead people. And a lot of dead people. Because they built a cemetery. Right. Okay. That Chicago ran out of room for. So St. Mary's was first. Yes. Okay. That Chicago ran out of room for. So here come all the Chicago people on the train, going to come down to St. Mary's, going to bury their folks. Everyone's ready to leave. They took the dead bodies on the train? Oh, I'm sure. I think you're just making stuff up. I am not. (laughs) How else you going to get a dead body? The horse and wagon. They take the the horse horse and wagon. wagon. And the people go on the train. Take them on the train. Take them on the train. They prop them up like it's weekend at Bernie's. Okay. (laughs) Take them on the train. Well, funeral's over. Everyone looks around, say, well, we came all the way down here. Funeral's over. Now we're just going to turn around and go back. So people saw a need. We're going to open up restaurants and bars. So after the cemetery opened, restaurants and bars popped up everywhere. Okay. For the after parties. And they made money off of it. Okay. And they brought people down to Evergreen Park. And within five years, I want to say, it's what I read, it became, quote unquote, a recreation center with beer gardens and dance halls. So basically, oh. we are the funeral after party. That's what Evergreen we Park are. is. We are. That's exactly what we are. Evergreen Park is steeped in a history based upon feeding people after they buried the, their loved ones at St. Mary's Cemetery. Yes. That's what we come from. That's where we come from. Well, that's pretty creepy. I think it's pretty you know, I think funny. We, I think we really should be celebrating that. It's, Why don't we have like a festival where we just like, you know, walk through the street with coffins like you people would do down in New Orleans? What's wrong with that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, Hannah. Ask that lady in the Northeast weird. Quadrant if we can just borrow her coffin. And with the banana? With the, with the banana. <laughs> with the banana in it. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudist basement. And the nudist basement.
Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.